This week, we're celebrating a bunch of wins from around the industry. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who similarly once was handcuffed by the internet police just so he, too, could be seen as a martyr over his beliefs regarding Google Stadia. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? In the internet jail. Yeah. Stop the count. (laughs) Are you going to explain this one to me? Uh... Do I, do you actually need me to? I mean, is it just, is this, is this a specific, oh, I don't know, dude. It's been a long day. Is this based on the story that I told you earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be seen as a martyr. So he's going to get, he's going to get handcuffed, even though he doesn't need to be. True. (laughs) Do you know what's funny? I, too, was also deep-faked being handcuffed, so people actually believed me that I was going to be handcuffed. (laughs) So it was all a ruse all along. Yeah, sure was. Incredible. Who would have thought? In in the year of our Lord, 2023, AI has gone too far. Uh, It hasn't gone far enough. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to hear about your week in games. Tell me about it. Oof. My week in games. Well, I played Madden. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. Played Madden and uh, a significant amount of Mario Kart at the start of the week. Nice. Yeah, that's been our, uh, I should say, end of last week. I guess it wasn't really. Um, yeah. Since we got Mario Kart on the Switch, Justine's been enjoying it. Uh, so we did that. Um, I thought maybe we played something else, but can't remember. I got um, I downloaded Mario Kart Tour on my phone. Okay. And Justine and I were out for for dinner Friday night, and one thing led to another, and she was on my phone playing Mario Kart. <laughs> And she's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And she's asking me what to do. And I said, Justine, I've never played this game. <laughs> and uh, she still somehow found a way to come in first. And she gets like laser focused. She doesn't know what place she's in until it's like she's past the finish line. She yeah. doesn't know what lap it is. She doesn't know what place she's in. That's so She's so laser focused. So once the game stops letting her control the little pixels on screen, that's when she kind of comes to terms with whatever has happened in her life. She like, yeah, she like blacks out, and then like she's like a silent assassin. She goes in, wipes out an entire room, but then as soon as she leaves the room, she's like, "What the fuck just happened in there?" Yeah, yeah, it's ex- that's exactly it. <laughs> and whenever we're racing, and she beats me, and she doesn't realize it, she's just like, "There's a moment of pause," and she looks at me. And then punches me for some reason. I don't know why that's her reaction. But then says, I beat you. And I said, yes. <laughs> and I said, need I remind you, I was in the top 10 of players worldwide for 
Mario Kart DS. So you want to step onto the real battleground, <laughs> grab a couple DSs. That's uh, that's funny. I wouldn't know what that's like. I've never let. I've never allowed Shelby to beat me at anything. <clears throat> allowed. Yeah. T one fair and square. No, no. I mean, like, no, like, I, I simply won't allow it to happen. Is I guess what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, mm. Im- it's impossible. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I guess allowed is not the right word. But like, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know how else cool. to. I don't know how else to phrase that. But um, and she still plays games with you. Oh, she doesn't have a choice. Does she know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even true because we literally talked about it last week. She beat both of us at Mario Party. That's true. Um, but on whatever the extra stars were, which is how you play Mario Party. Yeah. We call, all agree. call me old fan. You want to play Mario Party 4, my dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was can. top 10 in my house. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, aren't there bonus stars in that as well? I didn't think so. I'm pretty sure there are bonus stars. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe not, but um, I'm gonna ask AI. It's the only way to play. Call you old fashioned. All right, boomer. Well, hold on, I didn't say call me a boomer. <laughs> Sorry. Jack or maybe. Sorry. A line was crossed and I apologize. Yeah, you should. Okay, so some Mario Kart and some uh Madden. It's a pretty that's Madden. a pretty low key, pretty chill. I, I I like that. That's sometimes you just need a week like that. Sometimes course, sometimes you and I need most of our weeks to just be like that since that's typically how our weeks end up netting out. I so okay. Here's the deal: played a sports game and played a casual game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not giving up on Forza. I just want to make that clear. Just, but even that out. is still like a casual. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's always our weeks. Is like we just kind of we play very chill, laid back games. I just want to apologize to all the story writers at Turn Ten Studios. I, th- I think it's an insult to call it a casual. <laughs> you know what? Fair. I've never played Forza. I'm just yeah. I'm, you, I'm, haven't, you haven't been there. I'm projecting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you know, I didn't want me to cancel you before we started recording. Yeah. Crossed the line. I know. I know. Um. So here's the deal. I'm finishing my master's, as you know. Hmm. And um, I'm writing my master's thesis in gamification. So that's got to count for something, right? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's, yeah, gaming adjacent. I'm writing a paper about how people wouldn't hate their jobs if we put achievements in the information systems. Oh, 100%. And and that might be a very biased, very biased topic. Because I know I would like my life a lot more if I got a little achievement for entering 100 pieces of some bullshit data. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So I, I would, yeah. 
Are you kidding me? I would be putting in extra hours to get the uh, to get the lifetime achievement of like a billion hours worked. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. well, I'm sorry, sorry, Shelby, I got to work. And that's all you get. There's no monetary payment. You don't need it. Oh, of you course. Need, you just need the, uh, you know, the introspection of I got this achievement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, if 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 Sony tried to roll out some sort of rewards program that every trophy I got was some you know cents on the dollar, oh no, no way it would work. Wouldn't work. Yeah, no, and I don't want it because I. That's not why I do it. I don't do it for the money. The life exp- the life experience that I get playing these games is enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. you can you can go to another game console in ten years and say I did that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, there are times where totally unrelated now, but because we've now just mixed work with gaming, uh, there are times where I think my gaming resume is one hundred thousand percent, which is impossible, better than my actual career resume. Okay, and, so let's break that down. Okay. Why? Because <laughs> um, I just feel but like how? I I feel like I just but haven't how? I haven't done shit that I'm proud of when it comes to work. <laughs> but, when, but when uh. When it comes to gaming, there's I it's a lengthy list. I don't think I could get it all onto one piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's that's probably normal, right? <laughs> For people who play video games. I mean, I could I think I could I could say that. I mean, getting the platinum trophy in Assassin's Creed 2 just supersedes anything I've ever done with my life. In terms of like work. Yeah. Uh that actually that also has me thinking um i've been thinking a lot about like old um like uh, old ps3 games mainly that will have platinums and i'm curious is that a game that did it have any online trophies no okay i wouldn't think so No, the worst thing about that game was finding all of the feathers. There's like a hundred feathers you need to find, mm-hmm. and there's like no in-game map. You literally just have to like comb the entire thing. God, like don't get don't get me wrong. When I got to like doing that achievement, because I think that was the last achievement I needed to do, right. I did look up a guide, but that still doesn't help you. It's like here's where it is, and it's just this little section of uh i don't know what era you'd call it but italy in that era and it all looks the fucking same she's like i think i know where this is yeah i i've just been like uh i've been like buying a lot of like old games and uh thinking about all the potential like trophies I can go after with games that have been out for like super long, but a lot of that's reliant on there not being online trophies, which is those should just be illegal, but I agree. Yeah, there was a good, good amount of those. Um, you know, I was trying to get those when I saw blacklist, uh, platinum and uh, need to do quite a bit of online work for that. Mm. Are servers still up for that? Oh, uh, I. Th- when did I buy you that copy of that game? 
would've been like two years ago. I'm just curious, like, are are we gonna be able to do that wirelessly, or are we gonna have to do like LAN? I know you can do it LAN. Yeah, because like that that should never technically be shut down, right? I, I guess not, yeah. Right? Like, that's just working off of your own network. Right. We'll have to do that. They'll have to be the next... I haven't seen anything that blacklist servers have been shut down. I think every other Splinter Cell game from that era... I should say the other Splinter Cell game from that era. Yeah. R.I.P. I guess there was two. So I think Double Agent was technically at the beginning of that generation. But anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that. I mean, I, so for the PS4 and the PS5 era, you have been a lot more involved in in trophy hunting than I have been. I kind of fell off that wagon. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that it is more like in-game achievements rather than online no they still fucking suck with it though every game has like two or three trophies it feels like not every game that's a terrible generalization but so many unnecessarily have it and i'm trying to think of like a good example like i get it like with like these sports games i i think it's dumb i think it's annoying but i get it because there's like an actual mode that they're all like tied to, but like NCAA 2012 or whatever, the one that I platinumed, like that one had, and just thank God I, at the time was getting so close to the platinum that I like just did the online things. So that way, 10 years later, I still had the ability to go and earn the, the platinum. Um, but like, it was like upload something, upload a roster or upload a screenshot and like another player's screenshot or something along those lines, right? It's just like, why? Why do you need that? That's how... um, I want to say it was Skate 3 or something like that. I can't remember if it was Skate 3 or the original Skate, but I'm really close to the Platinum in one of those two games, and it's the same shit. It's like create a map and upload it and like get 10 downloads. It's like, no one's ever going to do that. Right. Like, unless they're like making something really, really, really creative. Yep. I think I I tried. So I I think I, I was, I was smart and this will, this will get me soon. I'm sure. So I think it was skate three because skate three had DLC like a significant amount of DLC. Uh-huh. So I was basically just like looking it up online and making a poor man's version and creator maps and just putting it up. <laughs> That's smart. And I think I maybe got like two downloads. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think if you're a game developer and you're listening to this, can you just like start a trend where when you sunset a game servers that, something in the code in that final update you push out trips that when the next time somebody logs in like whatever the check is to to like award somebody the trophy for 
completing something that's tied to the servers, it it trips and it like automatically awards it. Because like, there's nothing more devastating than realizing that you can't do something because and it's now why if I play a game and it, I, I always check uh, trophies and you better believe that if it has something tied to online, I'm doing that shit right away because I don't know if some, some games barely last a year. I mean, we just saw like a couple of these like Rumbleverse and like these other games, like they just stop right after a year. Um, and so you just never know how long like servers are going to be up for a game. Right. So I never want to get caught with my pants down. You know what I'm saying? I think you and I discussed it a couple of times. Um, like you can have online trophies, but don't let that count towards like a hundred percent completion. Yeah. That's the other thing, right? Like just like DLCs get their own trophy lists. Just have online trophies have their own trophy list. Don't, don't impact my ability to 100% the base game to platinum the base game. Right. Make it a separate list. But no, we hate you. <laughs> um, I guess maybe they're just trying to prompt like return because like they have to have achievements, you know, for their own game too. So maybe they're just trying to prompt online engagements. People spend more money. Maybe. Or at least make it worth building multi-million dollar servers yeah i mean i get like wanting to force people into like various game modes and stuff like i i understand that but again as a as a trophy collector i hate it (laughs) right um speaking of trophies uh i was playing some city skylines right because there's the new it got updated for PS5, and um, I am down to just needing to get that that final trophy of the oh. <laughs> of the one thousand and one nights or whatever, oh. where I basically need to like leave uh, effectively leave my PlayStation on um, overnight for like a couple of hours each night to to let the timer run. So that's fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else uh um, do an analysis of your energy bill during those periods and see how much that achievement's going to cost you um i wonder if there's just like a rough estimate of like how much a playstation costs to run i mean probably yeah and so i can just multiply that by however many hours i'm gonna run it and see how many days it takes i could do that i could do that uh oh um i do have a i have a really scary story to tell you in a in a sec but uh some other games i've been playing Uh, i started cult of the lamb and similarly to when i started hades i absolutely love this game it is amazing (laughs) um it's my fave uh it's it's so good uh much more um similar to binding in my opinion um but there's also like management to it with like resource management and like how you like operate your cult it's it's awesome so loving that uh and i think 
I think the only other thing is I found out a couple of things. So Marvel's Avengers is on the PlayStation Plus uh, catalog for extra. Not for long. And it's leaving, uh, I think, March 31st. And then the game servers as well are being sunset in September. Uh, which I I had heard about. Um, and I I kind of foolishly, I guess, assumed that like the game wouldn't leave the catalog. I kind of just thought it would be there. And so I had every intention of playing it before the server shut down, but then I found out that it's going to be leaving March 31st. So I started playing it, and I know the game got a lot of flack at early on, and admittedly, I didn't play it early on, so I can't speak to that. But the game I'm playing now is fine. Like, I actually quite enjoy it. I'm a bit of a Marvel head, so, like, I'm get, I'm basically just getting, like, a fun, unique Marvel story. Um, like, one that I don't personally know. And I, it's, you know, with recognizable characters and stuff like that. And I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I want to say I'm, like, fairly close to being done with, like, the base story of the game. So I don't know if that was one of the complaints because, like, it didn't take me long whatsoever. Um, but there's, like, three additional chapters i'm like putting air quotes around that i don't know how else to call it that are like extensions of the story i guess and then there's like after you do all that or you have access to it right away which is basically just like i think just like running around and doing like kind of like uh free missions and stuff like that where you just like go in do the thing so very grindy at that point um level up all that stuff but you have like your whole like roster of superheroes but yeah like all in all i don't really like i don't really have any issues with it or any any gripes um i've actually quite enjoyed it yeah i'm i'm as you're talking here i'm trying to see if it's on game pass because i think justine was going through the game pass games just to see what was on there, because she's trying to find more Xbox games to play, mm-hmm. um, which hasn't gone well because she's back into Arceus. <laughs> I thought she had like done everything there, but apparently not. But she's back to enjoying that again. Um, she found that, and she's like, "Oh, you should play that." Cause I think I told her that the um, servers were shutting down. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was leaving Game Pass too, but it, it's it's still here and it's not on the leaving soon. Um, though the game Cluster Truck is. <laughs> I know. Like the day after you left, they put it up that it was leaving. Monsters. Because that was a game that I wanted to like take my time with. So we'll probably end up buying it. I think we enjoy it enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically at a point now where, like, I started playing it and I'm like, well, shit, like, part of me is, like, willing to play the waiting game because I think they'll, like, I wonder if it'll be offered for free at some point um, to, like, allow people, like, a final chance to, like, play it um, before the servers and everything. Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to have to, like, make the decision on whether or not I full-out purchase it and so i'll probably wait though until like august if i don't get through everything i want to get through by march 31st which i most likely won't 
I wonder if they'll just keep it on Game Pass. You know, because I think you'll probably get a lot more people playing it knowing that the server... Because I, I imagine this game won't work when servers are shut down. Right. I, I don't think so. That's kind of my understanding, so... Which is shit. Because you can yeah. just play the entire game solo. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can get it through in time. Knowing you, you'll probably have it done next week. <laughs> uh, the only problem with that is... Say that what? Beat it before MLB comes out. Well, that's the only problem. MLB does come out um, at on midnight uh, Friday, twelve oh, a.m. This, twelve a.m. this Friday. Oh yeah, look at that. MLB the show coming to Game Pass three twenty oh three twenty eight. So I guess you get it early. Did you? Uh, does it actually come out three twenty eight? And you usually get it early because you pay for the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call me out. Why don't you? I'm sure it's been a talking point on this show before. It has. All right, go pee, you fuck. Of course, moments like that where I wish we uh, we had sponsors. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, one day. The, uh, the scary story that I wanted to tell you, so uh, probably a good thing you emptied your bladder so you don't piss yourself when you hear this. Well, I still might, so don't count it out. <laughs> Um, I randomly, my PlayStation turned off, um, and I was like, oh, that's good. And I like couldn't get it to turn back on with my like controller. I don't know if you remember, this would happen with like the PS4 from time to time. I don't know if it happens with Xbox ever, but like it like would randomly just like turn off or, um, like typically a a power outage is what like causes it i would say where like suddenly you like can't get it to turn back on you have to do like a manual boot up and everything and so did a manual boot up i did feel like it felt warmer than usual but i also don't typically touch my ps5 after it's been running for like i don't even know how long it was on at that point safe to assume 10 hours or something stupid probably um and so I turn it on manually and a little like pop up comes up. It like does its like whole rebuild thing and like all that. And that pops up and says the M.2 SSD cannot be rebuilt. Uh oh. You have to reformat it and it will delete everything on it. Stinky. And when I tell you that my heart sank so far. When I saw that, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. And so I'm like looking up all these things. Like, is there a possible fix? There isn't. I was like, well, fuck it. Like, thankfully, all I only keep PS4 games on there and PS5 games that I'm not like actively, actively playing. Um, And so I was just like, whatever. I'm just going to re-download some stuff, but it's not that big of a deal. And then I started running through my head, like as it's happening, that I'm like, well, shit, like my Horizon stuff that I've been like for my playthrough of that, like that's on the PS4 version of it. And so like that shit's gone. And I'm like thinking about all these things and it reboots and I'm just so sad. <laughs> and I like go to the storage, save data. Save data is always kept on the console storage. Save data, regardless of if the game was on the M.2 SSD or not. Uh, 
the game can be over there, but it still saves your game data to the console. And holy shit, thank God. The only inconvenience this this causes is I need to re-download games. Which isn't great, but... It's just so strange that that would happen. Yeah, and I don't really know. Like, I, I really truly can't point to anything that would have caused it to happen. I mean, from what I could find on the internet, pretty, like... It was pretty scarce in terms of, like, people who were saying that they had the issue... Um, but there were just a couple of people who were like, yeah, I manually reboot. I manually had to reboot my PS five, got this error code and like, or got this error message that said it couldn't re it couldn't, um, rebuild or whatever the M dot two. And so I had to format it again. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So hopefully it doesn't continue to happen. I think there was only like one person who said that it was just like happening over and over and over again. And that sucks. Um, because that's just basically worthless. Um, yeah, that's, that's rough. And, you know, a lot of people want to talk shit about Xbox always using proprietary storage. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever had issues with any of the Xbox consoles I've had in terms of storage. Every yeah. PlayStation something has happened yeah yeah that's fair um yeah but at least there's a save data yeah right like that that's like a lifesaver because again that like i said the only thing that it really causes in terms of like issue is like all the games that i had sitting on there i need to redownload and if anything there's like a lot of shit on there that like i wasn't touching so it probably didn't matter So that was very scary, though. That was I I almost had a heart attack. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Does, does PS5 do like automatic cloud backups for save data? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they yeah. do, but sometimes sometimes their cloud saves are fucky and like mm-hmm. it'll randomly be like, oh, we didn't we couldn't sync it. And like if you don't if you don't catch that, it like never like does it again. <laughs> So, but yeah, that was, uh, the SSD was not cheap. So like, even though like it happening, isn't the biggest deal in the world, if it were to continue happening and like just ends up basically being a brick and like no, no point to it, um, that would make me both sad and angry. So fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, at least solid states are better than regular hard drives in terms of being written and rewritten but mm-hmm. still don't like it right so at least it's not a hard drive yeah but i just wanted to to tell you about that because i knew you would um simultaneously Sounds- love to hear it but also hate hate absolutely hate to hear it oh yeah it's one of the stories that's so interesting but also i feel like i'm gonna vomit yeah <laughs> um all right Let's talk about some of the the fun stuff, the the happy stuff that's been happening um, in the industry. And I'm actually going to, as I say that, I'm going to start with some sad news, but that has a happy spin to it. Um, this past week, Lance Reddick uh, passed away. He was a big actor and voice actor. Uh, so from a voice acting standpoint, 
Um, he was in Destiny and uh, Horizon. And I know he was in some other stuff. Those were, I think, like the two big ones that he's been in recently. Um, and then he's got all kinds of um, acting credits to his name. So uh, the reason I bring this up, because like I said, very sad, um, very sad, sudden news. Um, but Destiny 2 players um, started gathering in the tower to pay their respects to his character, who I think like is just in the tower, right? Like you can go up to him, um, Commander Zavala. And so, uh, so many people are like posting screenshots and videos of players surrounding his like in-game character, like paying respects and everything like that. Um, super like wholesome. And just like one of those moments where you like take a step back and you realize, wow, they're like, there's, there's actually, it's so easy to get caught up in the negativity of the gaming community, but like, there's just a ton of good there as well. And, um, again, take something like so sad and actually like make something so wholesome and happy out of it. And so I wanted to tip, tip my cap to the, the gamers out there and shine a light on that pretty cool story. Take a lap. Take a lap. Um, yeah, that's cool. I did not see that that happened, but I'm glad people can pull together for that and then, you know, walk away and start blasting each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Good yeah. Way. Go, go do a raid and stuff like that, but in his, yeah. in his honor. Um, something that's just absolutely mind boggling. Uh, Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> It was announced that uh, over 9 billion deaths have happened in the game since release. This is comical. Um, uh, so, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, like substat of that is um, uh, enemies and NPCs are the leading cause, as you would imagine, um, at 69%. And I'm sure the, the remaining 31% is like, probably the pvp aspect where you can like invade people's like worlds and stuff like that but i like to think that the 31 percent is actually just like people falling off cliffs <laughs> right um but yeah like uh it, it was like revealed that uh melania who um was it was it melania was the one that like let me solo her or was that margit I think it was Millennia. Okay, so if it was Millennia, the wrong person, but that's the name that I remember. I don't even remember the other one. Okay, all right. Well, apparently, three hundred and twenty-nine million uh, uh, players have attempted to fight her three hundred and twenty-nine million times. Um, so it doesn't te- necessarily say how many died there, but like, that's insane. Like that's insane that let me solo her probably only accounts for, I don't know. 300 of those 329 million um elden ring just continues to like have such cool uh not updates to the game but like news updates about the game like there was the the whole thing where they sent let me solo her they sent that person like uh basically an elden ring care package with like i think if i remember correctly they had like a legit sword in there or some shit um like i don't know they've just done such a good job of like 
doing stuff very like awesome community facing and then um it, the game itself also just like stands on its own as a complete masterpiece in the gaming space I didn't know if you had anything, anything to add to that. <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me, let's uh, let leading uh, authority and Elden Ring uh, add to it. I mean, it's definitely like another feather in the cap of that game. Right. It's another reason why I'm pissed at myself for not being interested in it. <laughs> I mean, this thing is going to be in, you know, the Hall of Fame if it's not already. Right. It's one of the greatest games ever. Um, so it's cool. It's cool to keep in track of the track of the statistics and uh, um, I suppose the importance of games being internet connected, because if you don't have that, how do you uh, keep track of its? Uh, that's, I guess that's true. Um, OK, last little quick hit before we jump into our two headlines that we actually want to dive deeper into um, kind of surprising. Uh, out of nowhere news, but Counter Strike Two uh, was revealed and a release window for the, I think this summer was confirmed. Um, yeah, summer twenty twenty three. This is like, is this like the first game that Valve has put out since? I guess technically they had Half Life Alex, right? But like, right. Other than that, like. This is just going to start all the rumors that we're about to get Half-Life 3 and we're going to get uh, Portal 3 and Team Fortress 3. We're going to get all the threes. And but this is a two. But this is a two. So maybe this not until maybe maybe not until they're ready for Counter-Strike 3. Um, I mean, there have been a number of Counter-Strike games, right? Like there's been regular Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike Go, which I think is an entirely different game. Now Counter Strike Two. Is that how this works? Yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess Counter Strike Two is an upgrade to CS:GO. I don't really know how that works. CS:GO or or regular Counter Strike? Uh, this article claims it will be a free upgrade to CS:GO. That would make sense. I mean, the regular Counter-Strike... Oh, there it is. Okay. Because CSGO oh, right. still has, like, a competitive scene and, like, it's still super oh, active, right? Like, it's because yeah. it's the most up-to-date Counter-Strike, so... Right. Um, yeah, so it's basically just a massive upgrade, really. Like, it's, a, it's an upgrade that is a full-fledged game, which is nuts. Like... I can't I can't think of an, another instance where like something like this has happened. Yeah, I not as a free upgrade to an existing game. So I guess that's my I guess it's going to be an entirely new game package but access through CS:GO. Yeah. This is actually nuts cuz everything it's like it's it's saying everything like carries over. This is wild. We should have, uh, I feel like this is something that um, uh, Austin, who we did a journey into games with, 
um this is something that I feel like he would be able to uh, explain to us like we're five. So maybe once this actually like releases and uh, I'm assuming he's going to play this, uh, maybe we can have him on to like share his thoughts. Yeah. Be interesting to hear. I, I mean, he's probably the only Counter-Strike player I know. I One of my roommates in college was really into it. I don't know if he still is. And you, you also don't know him anymore, so. True. <laughs> Um, no, but this is, this is another, like, first off, the more I like am realizing about it, the cooler this seems, but also I love, um, I feel like we're getting, you know, we're getting some more of these, like, boom, all of a sudden, like, and it's coming soon. And like the, the release window probably actually means something. Um, and I'm a big fan of these, like, you know, nothing about it. Then you're told about it. And it's going to be in your hands within like three months. Um, I hope big fan. I hope this is the format now, like, right? You know, we've talked an exhausting amount of times about like games giving release windows, and it's just like so satisfying when they're like, "Hey, look at this game. This game is amazing. Give it a lick. It's coming out." It's so much more satisfying. <laughs> no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and yeah, that's a that's a thing that we've beaten into the ground. Um, the whole release date debacle, but yeah, uh, big fan of this this way of thinking and doing. So, um, all right. Anything else on Counter Strike Two? No, maybe I'll play it. Maybe you'll and play it. I'll play one game with PC gamers and just have my self-esteem entirely blown out and I'll never play it again. There you go. That seems like a good uh, good game plan. Um, all right. Let's get into our uh, actual headlines, I guess. Um, starting with... Uh, saw, I saw this about an hour before we started recording. This is uh, from uh, an IGN article that is about an interview with Eurogamer. <laughs> so, uh, love how I love how media works. Uh, but Ooh. Redfall developer is working on reversing always online requirement. And like the subheading of this says, Arcane Austin also confirms there will be no in-game store or microtransactions. That was something that they had said previously, but I guess there is a need to just continue to double down on that because um, I think anytime you have a game that has any sort of online component, people are just going to be skeptical and and naturally believe that you're going to try and add some sort of gotcha uh, uh, aspect or loot boxes or whatever. And so... Um, they're not going to be able to escape this. They're going to have to keep saying that it's not going to be there until the game comes out and proves that it's not actually there. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. What are your thoughts? This is something like we've been, this has been coming up a lot recently. This, this need for games to uh, be online, whether or not you're playing multiplayer. Um, and again, yeah, it's something that we've been talking about a lot recently. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, People are people are going to get mad regardless, but I mean, this is a conversation we've been having since the Xbox One was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I'm torn. I used to always be on the side of, yes, especially in the United States, internet sucks. And not everyone has decent internet. But I think I'm moving away from that state of mind. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think about how I want to structure my argument. I don't think that it's a good practice for these developers to keep caving to this, oh, this game needs to be able to be playable offline. Mm-hmm. And while like it seems like Arcane Austin is entertaining that idea, they are, you know, in this article are also pushing back and they say, you know, we need this for telemetry. Like, you know, people are in this, you know, I'm not putting this in my words, but people are going to bitch and complain because there's a glitch on a ladder and people keep falling off and dying. Well, like, how are we supposed to know that if we can't pull telemetry off of player data? Sure. Um, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's a legitimate case for like why it's beneficial. Um, but shouldn't there be something that if my internet goes down? I'm still able to play and they just don't get that data. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the fact that like, what's that? I said, yes, but don't you have other games to play? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I don't in this scenario. I do. I That's personally, a, yes, but like, <laughs> but I'm sure there are some people who, like they get Gran Turismo because they just want to play Gran Turismo and they have internet maintenance or whatever. And they suddenly can't play the game because it has to constantly be online. That seems like a disservice to your, to your players. Uh, I almost think there needs to be just some sort of like, if you're connected to the internet, like know that like the game will be capturing data and if you're not, you still can play. And then that way it also gives the people the option of if they don't want, you know, if they think the the game being online might turn them gay or something, they can they can just make sure they're always have their internet switched off, which they probably do anyway, if they if they believe that's a possibility. So um, Yeah, I You know what I mean though? Like it feels like there has to almost be something where like because that's my biggest gripe. And if anything, this this sways me a little bit because I actually get it, right? Like, I, 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 it's like, okay, I can see the vision. The latter example, I get it. But also, I to, to devil's advocate that a little bit, and it's not as good as getting, like, true from the source data. Instead, you'd be dealing with anecdotal data. But how often do we see a game is broken in some capacity or some, or some aspect of a game is broken and it gets shared into oblivion because of the online world we live in. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they know, okay, that's something that we need to go fix mm-hmm. at that point. They can go and test it, see that it's broken themselves and also then go and fix it without ever needing, without me ever needing to be online. I was playing offline and I noticed that in saints row at one point they said, fuck, 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 or something like that. And I was like, Hmm, that seemed like one too many. Let me record this and, and tell the internet. 
and then they can go in and fix it. Yeah, I mean, that's like a sentiment thing. That's... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's 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 hard to say. Um, at our we've probably put this on a, a shirt at some point, but we're not game developers, you know. And in this interview, the game director Harvey Smith said, you know, we're listening and we started to work on this stuff, but like we need internet capability to encrypt your save games, which I think is horseshit. I think he was just throwing that out there for the sake of giving a reason that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. That that makes no sense. Um, And you have to do UI work to support it. I get it. There's probably something, I don't know what it would be, but you know, there's probably these back end things. So it's, I don't, I don't know what it would take to build your example of, um, you know, yeah, you can, like you see with, most apps you use on your phone like when you set it up you'll get a prompt that says yeah you can use my diagnostic data to make the app better whatever um i don't know what goes into that for a game um you know i'd I'd like to think it's as easy as they've got some sort of boolean in there that says yes run this code to send my data no don't send my data don't run this code um but I don't know. I just like I'm I'm getting a little tired of this argument. Cause I feel like people are arguing it for the sake of arguing it. I mean, how how many other things in your life do you get mad about because they're connected to the internet and need to be? I I just I don't know. It's something yeah, but, I ponder. I but think that a lot of people are throwing this fit and say, no, they're my games. I should be able to play them whenever I want. And it, that's just not the case. That's not what games are anymore. You but, purchase the right to play somebody else's property. But isn't that also at, at the same time kind of an issue? Because like you spend money on a game and then they decide, oh, we're shutting the servers down or whatever. And like suddenly you don't have access to games. Like, mm-hmm. isn't that like innately bad? Like, should we actually just sit here and go, well, that's just how games are nowadays? I, I no, I'm not saying I agree with it. I mean, I hear you. Like, I I get it. Like, I you're right. Like, no matter what, people are gonna find things to like complain about. But like, uh, I guess all I all I can see is that I know so many games that like you sign in and it says like connect to servers and you say yes or no. Like I, Madden alone, right? Like if you do an online franchise. If it's an online franchise, it has to be online. Doesn't matter if you're playing with anybody else or not. But if you don't have internet connection, you cannot access that franchise. But there's also goes, an offline franchise option. But so yeah, and I do the offline franchise, and I have had times where they're like, can't access the franchise through doing server maintenance, and it's like, why does that matter for your offline franchise? Yeah. Well, now that's just yeah. silly. <laughs> It, it is, it, it, and I think it's just because it's you know the Madden franchise, and why wouldn't it be a shit show? But <laughs> I actually almost brought this up a couple of weeks ago because it didn't happen. It happened not that long ago. Um, I I think this is all probably just like a transgression for me because I'm frustrated with the world status of internet, mm-hmm. and I I just can't believe that. I don't know how to phrase this. Hopefully people will get it, but I can't believe it's still, you know, seen as a privilege and not a utility. 
Uh, but I mean, but that is very clearly the case, right? Like, because not everybody just has access to even decent internet. Right. And it should be up there with water as far as things that people need. Yeah. As ludicrous as that sounds to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, it's important. 2020 alone should have proved that when people needed to to uh, be in quarantine, like, and, and we had students who needed to go to class and stuff like that. If that didn't prove that internet was a necessity and not a luxury, I don't know what what else will. And, and so I think the reason I'm so empathetic to these things and the reason these things piss me off is not because I'm ever actually affected by this. I, I got out of the small town where I had dirt for internet, <laughs> uh, right? Like two, two sticks, uh, just pointing to the sky and hopefully I get something. Um, you know, I, I don't typically have these issues happen because I have really stable internet because I live close to a city, right? And I have that luxury. And I'll say high-speed internet, the the internet package that I specifically have is definitely a luxury. Um, maybe someday it can be a, a, a given. But like... I just think about the fact that I used to have this or would ha- I would have to worry about this issue if I still lived in my childhood home. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, and to your point, yes, I have plenty of other games that I can go play, but if I want to play Redfall and I bought Redfall, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to play Redfall because all of a sudden my internet's not stable enough. That just seems like such a dumb barrier to have. I, I think literally like uh you start the game do you want to connect to the server if you say yes and you're connected to the redfall servers boom they can get your they can get the data that they need if you say no then you're not and they don't have access to that data or maybe it's two different maybe it's two different save files like if you want an offline save file then it's just always it always has to be offline it's always a single player save file you can you can never carry that file and that profile to multiplayer but if you have an online one, you can have friends come and go and you can keep playing it solo. But if your internet's not there, then you can't play. Even something like that, I would be mildly okay with. Right. But it just seems like there has to be something, like there has to be a better solution than just forcing games to always be online because we're not at the point where where internet is just a given. And we never will be if these game companies are caving to making these games completely offline. I gotcha. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't get to that point. No. Yeah. 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 I hear you now. The individual people getting (laughs) mad about video games are not going to be the ones that push legislation. And I mean, internet's a shit show in the United States. It's, I think we're among the worst in the world, surprisingly. Uh, this was a Eurogamer interview, so I don't know, you know, if the feedback they got was worldwide or specifically in Europe or what. But I know we're significantly worse off than a lot of European countries. Um, so, you know, this isn't going to work unless gamers are going to video game companies, and then video game companies, especially ones owned by Microsoft, are getting these complaints. So then Microsoft can go to, you know, Washington D.C. and say. People need better internet. We're building these products and America can't keep up. Yeah. And do you want us to stop innovating or and, and keep falling behind? Or or do you want to build around, you know, your citizens? I have a lot of thoughts going into this, you know. So my my statement in like those you have other games to play, like that's 
in the occurrence of like an internet outage or a power outage. Okay. Cause you know, that's a temporary thing, mm-hmm. but in general, you know, there's a, I think there's a wider talking point here that has to do with, you know, I'll stay specific to the United States, but our internet infrastructure, that's incredibly frustrating. No, I, I, I definitely, I hear, I hear, you know, I understand like, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're arguing and, and, and saying when you're saying that the video game company shouldn't just like cave. Um, I guess the only thing I'll say to that is, <laughs> is anybody going to give a flying fuck that a video game wants to be online all the time as a reason to make sure we have better internet? And I'm going to, no, I'm going to assume no. <laughs> I need internet to play Pong. <laughs> oh, is this because of that new Tetris movie? <laughs> anyway, really looking the game forward made to by that. The Russians. You want the Russians to have our data? <laughs> uh, this was good. This was this was a good discussion. Um, and I think that's one that's gonna that's gotta keep happening. Um, and and will continue to happen. What about I, I'll go going back to your? Don't you have other games to play? It's the year twenty thirty. If my internet's out, no is the answer. If if we you know go this route, right? Like where every game just constantly needs to be connected. Yeah. And I wouldn't have uh, games, and that would actually be. I mean, because I'm I'm an addict, so that would actually be detrimental to my health. I would really hope that by 2030, we can at least get internet service. And I know this is a stretch. I'm, I'm really just, you know, spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know people aren't going to have quality enough internet to stream games. Unless there's some crazy major innovation and you can stream a game with two meg down and half a meg up. Um, but... You know, just to be able to like do whatever file sending back and forth, it can't be that much data. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would you would think that it would be, um, you know, reasonable, and and even something where you know your system saves the data locally, and then in off hours when nobody's using your internet, it can send it. You know, but you know, we're all game testers, which I know has been a, a whole argument. Mm-hmm. for the past decade one way or the other but i just i feel like you're taking innovation away if this data can't get collected yeah it's it's definitely the aspect of the argument that i hadn't been considering and i'll say i was rather blind or foolish too like i i i now get it <laughs> Uh, I understand, but it's just like before, bef- literally before reading that, I was just like, I don't, I don't get why a game needs to be online all the time. Oh, so you can, yeah, so you can see like what what is going wrong with the game. That makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the path we went down. Right. I'm not again. I'm not saying this is all good, but it's the path we went down. So now we have to reap what has been sown for us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, it'll be interesting to follow and see what happens or, um, I'll bookmark this and in 2030, we can come back to what you said and we can all point and laugh at you for being even remotely optimistic towards 
what our future could be. Yeah, we won't even have internet by then. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about our final story for the day. Said to you, I don't like to throw around the word hero a lot, but it seems like the right time. Um, uh, oh my god. Why can't I find his what's what's the uh what's the guy's name? The completionist. Is that it? He has to have a real name. Scott. Scott. Is it actually Scott or? I have no idea. Gerard? Yes. Gerard. Just roll up in our conversation. Oh. You literally sent this to me. (laughs) Rip. Gerard the Completionist is a hero. All right. Something that we've covered in the past, haven't covered recently, probably should have provided more light to it. Um, In case you didn't know, the Wii U and the 3DS eShop is shutting down March 27th. Sad. So you have, as of this recording coming out, four days to buy whatever it is that you uh, want. Um, and uh, Gerard, the completionist, went ahead and bought every single game on the Wii U and the 3DS eShop before it got shut down. Like even Steel Diver. Like the games have sucked. Yeah, yeah. Every um, single game. It took... Uh, uh, apparently it took 328 days to to do this. Um, and yeah, it included like everything. Like virtual console... What was that? Sorry. I said My Little Pony. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, it's sick. So it took um, a a Wii U with three external hard drives and a 3DS with four micro SD cards. And all of this is going to be donated to the Video Game History Foundation uh, to preserve the digital offerings um that will not be available to to anyone um and so this is cool for like i don't know a trillion different reasons probably uh but the main one has got to be preservation from that point of view uh you know i'm we've talked about this before like we've talked about preservation a ton um a, a ton of different times throughout the the history of this podcast um and you know i've i've been working on my own collection of video games in a somewhat preservation you know type of way because i feel like if i don't get these games that there's eventually going to be a time where i'll never have access or the way to get them in this capacity basically right um so from a preservation standpoint this is really cool there's been a ton of work that that goes on all the time um, with finding ways to preserve the code and stuff like that of games 
it's what what it's what leads to a lot of piracy in the end and you know it i feel like you can't talk about preservation without talking about piracy um which is also something that we've talked about before i think where we both landed on it was like you shouldn't pirate things right like if you have the ability if you have the means to uh purchase uh these these games or whatever and the software then like you know i guess morally that's the right thing to do however there's a ton of different ways you can go about it and everybody should have the right to still be able to experience things and so on and so forth and when you have a situation like this where nintendo is literally making it impossible for you to get these games without buying a physical copy of it secondhand for $400, then the only logical way to experience the game at that point becomes piracy. Um, so it's a really shitty move on Nintendo to do this, but a really awesome move by Gerard to uh, do this work. And again, we have to kind of, along with this, salute um, the uh, Video Game History Foundation for all the work that they do to try and preserve video games. I, my first reaction to this, other than the fact that it is just amazing and the guy is a hero and should forever be known as such is I, it costs way less than I expected it to. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like 10, almost $10 per item that he bought, I think is how it nets out. Which like, okay, but it also still nets yeah. out to twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like it's still it's still a significant amount of money, but like, I don't know. You could take a loan out for that easily enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but but no, seriously, it's um. An amazing feat, but it, the story also gave me anxiety because I'm like, oh shit, do I have any games I still need to buy? And should I just spend $22,000 to make sure I have all the games just in case? Right. Like, I'm, I'm literally, we started this conversation and I walked over and grabbed my 3DS to open the store. So, I, I don't know. But it's cool that he donated. I actually didn't read that far into the story, so I didn't realize that. I just saw that he did it. I said, fucking legend. And I moved on with my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, God's work, right? <laughs> like, that's the only way to describe it. When they're like, look at all these games coming to Nintendo Switch Virtual Console. Right. And if they do that, great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They should. I mean. Yeah, and it shouldn't discount what he did because those are now original copies on the original system, which have way more value than an emulated version would have. Right. But it's just, it's, it's, I hope this is a potent point to Nintendo, and I'm sure they'll never read the story. Um, but they're like, this is what people are doing to make sure they can play these games. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to be able to go into a game store in 30 years and just see like stacks on stacks on stacks of these games like you kind of with some consoles 
Right. I mean, again, I, I've been getting into trying to like reacquire in some instances games that I had that I foolishly like gave away. And it's ridiculous how much some games cost because they're they're considered rare or whatever, right? Like there's just not easy access to these things um anymore. I mean that's technically like physical. Like you don't need to buy physical, but when instances of online avenues to to buy stuff go away then you that's the only option you're left with Mm -hmm. with old consoles it doesn't matter right like that's always how it was so like that's just you know suck it up buttercup like they stopped making uh they stopped making the cartridges or whatever and it's like you just need to find them right like at that point but they also made you know i would say probably on a per capita basis more of those physical games sure than they did for the newer consoles because they had multiple avenues to distribute right right i mean go ahead no sorry i i was just gonna say like we're not quite there yet it was it was like talked about and then it was redacted like it was pulled back the ps3 and the vita those stores are still up but it's only a matter of time until they're gonna pull them um, i mean I think here's my philosophy on it. You know, they're essentially making it vaporware. So who owns the rights? If they're getting rid of the avenues to acquire the software, they're not making any more money off of it anyway. Mm -hmm. So there should be some sort of, I don't know if you have to get like ISO involved with this or, or whatever, but you know, there should be some standard to say, okay, you're getting rid of, you know, they'd have to define what is like, reasonably accessible you know if Mm -hmm. it's um like we'll say metroid games because that's a big example even with modern games like you're getting rid of the reasonably accessible way to access these games and you're not going to be making money on it moving forward it's now public domain right and and you get and and like i and i'm not expecting like then the onus falls on Nintendo to host these servers so people can download these games. Like, I get that. Nintendo doesn't want to run these servers anymore. It's a business. I get it. But I imagine there would be a not-for-profit that would be more than happy to host these games. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people can go out, and since they're digital games anyway, download them in the original format and... You know, the game console manufacturers would have to allow, um, you know, whatever licensing they need to do on the final update for the system or whatever mm-hmm. for these to run as native games. You know, I think there's a solution here. I just, I, I can't believe that we're not getting there and it doesn't really seem like a money thing. Right. Because even in secondhand games, like Nintendo's not going to see a dime of the uh, $200 Metroid Prime cartridge I I, I bought. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just so weird. Yeah it it really is. It really is. It's it's dare I say dumb. Yeah. We have we have these avenues to keep the games 
uh, alive, right? Like, because we don't need them to be physical. And we just say we don't care and that's it. And we we create we create scarcity. Right. Um, for really no reason. Um and you're yeah, you're hundred percent right. Um the the money I spend at a second hand store Nintendo doesn't see any of that, so why do they care if it's just accessible to everybody. Right. And I'm more than happy to like, you know, we get, again, it would have to be standardized, but some not nonprofit or not for profit that I guess not for profit, you know, to, to host this stuff and mm-hmm. I'll pay, you know, full price for whatever the game was like within reason, full price for whatever the game was at launch just to know that I have access to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you make that a donation and you get a voucher for the game. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. And I guess the argument against it is, well, okay, remakes and remasters have become such a thing that it kind of does work against them if you can go get this game somewhere else. And I guess my argument to the argument is, you know, we saw it with Metroid Prime. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say a, a remaster, a remake done right, like people are still gonna buy it. Yeah, it's it's it should be better than the original. The original should the two should just be able to stand on their own, right, as their own things. Like these are two completely different experiences. If you play a remaster and then go back and play the original and go, I I can't tell, like uh, you know this feels exactly the same, then like that remaster, in my opinion, was probably done poorly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the two was... experiences should stand on their own. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a new game. And then that allows like, well, I should say it prohibits game companies from just taking the easy route and porting a game over. Mm-hmm. Just to make a quick buck. Like now you have to put work into it. Right. Yeah, I you're you're 100% right. It's it feels like something that we should we should be able to avoid and yet here we are actively doing it um and forcing it and it just sucks. So and and like knowing I I think this is what's really pissing me off about this and knowing that to buy the whole catalog and I say this objectively, it's only $22,000. Right. Do you know what that $22,000 means to Nintendo? Fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. Like that that's a drop in the bucket. That one guy, that one person who did that and who will be the only person, that is the ceiling. That is the most money they will get out of one person. Right. Right, that's that is actually insane. Yeah. Wow, we really don't matter, huh? <laughs> like honestly I, I i hate to be that pessimistic but that is that is now the point is twenty two thousand dollars it's just like put into this just kind of put into perspective like the vote with your wallet or like boycott with your wallet like stance because i'm like holy shit like i mean i anytime uh a movement like that happens it's very easy to get caught up in the like well i'm just one person but like 
it does truly show you how little you are and how like how much volume you actually need to to be something on Nintendo or whoever's radar. Right. Because one man bought everything and didn't I mean <laughs> that's nuts. God damn. Well, on that note, Gerard, we salute. Thank you for doing what no one else was brave enough to do. What so many of us only wish we could do. Um, I guess that's a free shout out, right? Go check out Gerard. Go check out his... Um, uh, I think he made like a full video about this. So um, you can find him on... I want to make sure I get his YouTube right. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, if you search The Completionist, I'm sure he comes up. But um, his at is at that one video gamer. And... This video was from like four days ago. So you can see his whole uh, adventure in doing this. So go check it out. And maybe one day you can aspire to do something similar. Lord knows I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that does it. Unless you have anything else. No, I'm going to go out and look and see what games I need to download before it closes. All right. I'm also realizing that uh, I can't use my credit card anymore, so I have to buy myself that's, a gift card. That's correct. Boy, I can see why this took a year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Let us know your thoughts on online servers and video game preservation. Um, and yeah. Uh, oh, something that I kind of meant to say at the top, but next week, um, I will come prepared with a, at least initial thoughts of Chia. Um, so we can have some new game content on this, this podcast. Um, I plan on starting that tonight and we'll see what else. Hopefully, hopefully some other feel good stories come up. Uh, but yeah, as always, thanks for listening. No last of us to talk about this week. Sadly, uh, Leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. And guess to kind of take the easy way out, just be sure to share this podcast with anybody. But most importantly, if you can't find anybody, just share it with a mom. And we'll talk to you next week.